a lot of people are super excited to learn about what a PEO no, is. Yeah. Um HR even better, right? Dude, yeah, yeah. It's not not everybody's top topic. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> how do you that's the business you want to start. How did you land there? Hi there, I'm Casey Farmer here with the Build With BBB podcast. We're back for season two, episode two, and we are interviewing Zach Norcat with Upsource PEO. Zach, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. It's good to be here. It's good to have you. Yeah. I was particularly excited about this podcast because um, you and I kind of met when I was transitioning over into marketing. Right. I learned a little bit about your business, and I always thought that the story about why you started Upsource and kind of the reason behind your why, your community, your family was really inspiring. And so I'm excited that we get to share that today on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's part of who I am, that's for sure. Yeah, so let's start with the tell me an overview of Upsource PEO. I want to know all the things. What do you do? What even is a PEO? I think that was a big question for me <laughs> when I met you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a professional employer organization. <clears throat> why it's good to start a co-employment arrangement is it's a way to divorce an employer risk for a client so the employer risk i'm talking about is you know hiring firing basic hr stuff yeah. doing payroll correctly benefits administration things like that things that don't really drive profitability um but are pure overhead sometimes mm -hmm. um, it, it doesn't create a competitive advantage for the client it's a prime opportunity for you to outsource that Okay. So a PEO is able to take that component completely off the table of the client legally. So the employees of that company become the employees on paper of the PEO. Why that's beneficial is okay. if something ever goes wrong, the EEOC or the DOL won't be knocking on the client's door. They'll be knocking on the door of the PEO because the PEO is legally responsible for doing things correctly. Okay. Yeah. So you're responsible when they have some kind of issue that they need solved. When there's a workers' comp issue, somebody gets hurt on the office, okay. that's the responsibility of the PEO. Whenever you have to terminate somebody or create a, like a reduction in force, that's, the, that's on the onus and the responsibility of the PEO to make sure that's done correctly and legally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, what, what business kind of falls in line with who you're looking for? Is it like a, I want to work with people who have five or less employees, or I want to work with somebody who's got... 500 employees, What? where's your niche? Well, Upsource's niche is gonna be different than other PEOs. We're gonna focus more on the small to medium-sized companies. Okay. Because once they get above 80 to 100, you should really consider bringing those outsourced things back in-house. Because there are some areas where you can create a competitive advantage once you have the momentum and the, uh, you know, the enough people. <laughs> but for those companies that are under 50, like at the 45 mark, when you cross the 50 headcount mark, a lot of things change. There's additional HR reports. There's additional um, liabilities that come on your plate at that time. And a lot of companies aren't aware of those. And so sometimes they can get their hand slapped or get caught in a bad spot. Okay. So it's a great opportunity when you're in that growth mode. You're approaching 50 that doesn't quite have the momentum you need to really pay for a good quality. That's the important part. HR person, a good quality benefits administrator and a good quality payroll person. So you have one person that can do one of those pretty well and the other two so-so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you decided to focus on small to medium. Why? Do you just love working with small? I love Main business? Street. I okay. love local companies. Yeah. I'm not interested in conglomerates. I think that mm -hmm. you can do more rubber in the road action on a local level through a regional company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I think 
my, my, my job is I've been on their side of the table for so long doing HR work, mm-hmm. not knowing like what I'm paying for, what I'm getting in terms of services. I was tired of that. So we started Upsource PEO with the idea of complete transparency. So our payroll is a complete pass-through. We, re- we have a report showing our, our benefits, complete pass-through. It's all transparent. And at the end of the day, it's a little line item saying this much per belly button. <laughs> yeah, per month, yeah. I haven't heard that before, per belly button. That's yeah, cute. Yeah, per head count, per belly button, it's 6000 yeah. Yeah, so I'll be honest, on your first question, I don't think a lot of people are super excited to learn about what a PEO no, is. No, really. When you so, talk about payroll and someone says, cool, I say, no, it's not. Woo, woohoo, yeah. Um, HR, even better, right? Dude, yeah, yeah. It's not, not everybody's top topic. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> how do you... That's the business you want to start. How did yeah. you land there? Where did that... I've been doing this my entire career. Okay. So I started out in college and uh, graduated from Baylor okay. with a degree in HR because the coursework, it just laid down for me. It was easy. It was fun. It was exciting. So I got excited about case law, for crying out loud. <laughs> it's pretty messed up. Motivation yeah. theory was something I was just eating with a fork and a knife. Okay. I love that stuff. You're the 1%, maybe. Of that. <laughs> 1% yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so whatever, I was created with this mind that can understand and enjoy these things. And so mm-hmm. I'm doing a job that I like that pays well. I mean, it's winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. So my passion has always been helping other people, though. Mm-hmm. And in the corporate environment, everyone can help each other. HR is where I landed because it's usually, you know, oh, no, it went down. Or, oh, no, it's, it's hitting the fan at so-and-so's house, and, the, and they are in the office. They're distraught. They're distracted. Mm-hmm. So getting the employees back motivated to do the job that they need to be doing, I see as part of the role of HR. It sounds like you're, you are a problem solver. Oh, uh, you have to be. Yeah. Would you yeah. say you build maybe your culture around that? Creative and unconventional problem solving, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so if we have a client that comes on that's got some bad issues with the OTC, like in the past, we'll actually mm-hmm. have a limited power of attorney to go and take care of those problems for them because the people at the OTC, they're kind. They're our neighbors here in Oklahoma. They want to help businesses get over whatever hurdle is in front of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're reasonable people. Sometimes we forget that. Yeah. I will say that I think it speaks a lot for a business owner who's trying to juggle it all. When they're looking for that kind of partnership, it can be really helpful, right? Because, mm-hmm. and you know this well, um, you're running a business, you've got a family, uh, oh, yeah. you've got a community that you're serving, and you're trying to wear all the hats. And maybe if you're one of those one to five business owners, um, you've got one to five employees on your team. Well, even harder. <laughs> you're doing the marketing, you're doing the sales, you're doing the community outreach. I mean, and somebody's doing payroll. What are, <laughs> what would you say is the num- the biggest benefit for working with a company like yours, a PEO? Uh, for the smaller companies coming mm-hmm. up? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's helping that person or that business owner get back to what they need to be doing, which is not in the weeds. Mm-hmm. It's not in the trenches. They need to be 30,000 feet above thinking strategically. You can't do that if payroll's too small. Right. Yeah. You can't do that if so-and-so saying, hey, the doctor said I owe all this money. What the junk? Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, that's a, that's something that's pulling them back down. They've mm-hmm. got to get above the clouds. They've got to think, they've got to think strategically and focus on the things that actually drive pro- profitability. Mm-hmm. Payroll doesn't drive profitability. I think there's the, there's that quote that, and I forget who says it. I wish I could remember off the top of my head, but, um, you should be working on the business, not in the business. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now that you need some people to work in the business. Or you're not going to continue to exist. Exactly. Yeah, so absolutely. If it's pure overhead that doesn't drive profitability and mm-hmm. it distracts you from what you should be doing, that's an, op- that's an optional, um, sorry, an optimal outsourcing opportunity, I should say. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, changing gears just a little bit. Um, tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming BBB accredited. Let's go down that line. Oh, yeah. Because I think one of the things that got me excited about this podcast is that you are one of our more engaged community members. You attend events. You want to get involved with the services that BBB offers. And um, you really utilize this space as a community, which is, that's part of our goal. Right. Um, so I'd love to know, like, where did you... Where did you start with your accreditation? Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Well, running a payroll company, you have to immediately, you have to immediately establish trust. Like, because you're going to see the benefits, the payroll, the workers' comp stuff, all their dirty laundry. Yeah. 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 No one wants to just go saying, hey, here's my dirty laundry. You mm-hmm. need some way to bridge <laughs> that gap, to establish trust quickly. So by having a 24-7 feedback loop through the BBB, that people, if I do a bad job, they can go out there and say so. Mm-hmm. It makes me look great when there's no one saying anything bad and you're overcoming it and i think that that's a great quality um Mm -hmm. in a business owner you're saying you know i'm not perfect i might not do things perfect all the time i'm trying my best Mm -hmm. and um i want to offer consumers the opportunity to tell me how can i be better exactly yes and it it establishes uh credibility Mm -hmm. and also creates that like i'm saying that feedback loop because that's information i want to know it shouldn't get to the point where they're writing it on the BBB. I should mm-hmm. already have an email or a phone call. Mm-hmm. But for those that don't want to, or you know, maybe after the fact, maybe after the client has left the, the under upsource, it gives them an opportunity to act, to still have a voice out there to say, yeah. "I want the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want them all to bring it to me." Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I want open, honest feedback. I it's like all about that. transparency, and that, that's the whole reason why I started Upsource is because I wanted that transparency. That even goes to communication service. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I touched a second ago on how you're so active in BBB <laughs> events. Tell, right. me, t- tell me why those are important for your business. My passion is with Main Street. So even if I can't do business one-on-one like upsource serving a client, mm-hmm. there are tons of other businesses that I know that I respect and I trust where if I can keep my ear open and hear that I can fulfill a need and help a friend with another friend, it's a triple win score right there because mm-hmm. I get to feel like, hey, I got to do a good thing today. The person I'm talking with says, oh, thank goodness somebody knows something. Mm-hmm. And then the other friend that I have that provides a service saying, hey, I get to work today. <laughs> so the BBB is a prime yeah. kind of uh, melting pot for all that happening because I'll rub shoulders with businesses I might not otherwise come in contact with. So you're looking for um, part of it, I guess maybe the benefit, and tell me if I'm wrong, um, your referral partners, people that you're you're right. trying to truly build a community and utilize that part of your accreditation. Right. Building the community is part of it, yes, but actually putting the community to work is the part that I'm most excited about. Oh, yeah. So it's okay. good to know people, but mm-hmm. if I'm not listening with intent, if I'm not actively listening and like reflectively listening too, mm-hmm. saying what I understand is this, is that true? I mean, that's how we put people to work is understanding where the gaps are. But how impactful um, when you're actively listening to a business and you know what kind of clients they're serving and they know what kind of clients you're serving, right. to have somebody refer somebody to your business and then say, you know, I know this is, ex- is exactly what you're looking for or I think this might be a good fit for your organization and where you're looking to grow, um, building those like long-lasting clients because now, mm-hmm. they're, now they're a client of this company and they're a client of this company and it's exactly. all this kind of trusted network. It's a trusted network, and that's what mm-hmm. the BBB provides because it's a it's a litmus test. You say, is this company a sham? Are they out to get people? Mm-hmm. Like, then they won't be part of the BBB. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of the cool kids club. If you're willing to do business the right way and play ball legally, then, yes, you can be part of the BBB, and those are the people that I want to get in contact with. 
So Zach, I want to hear now a success story or maybe a memorable experience where Upsource made a significant impact um, in a business's operation, so a client that you've helped with. Um, they said, I don't have time to deal with HR and I don't have time to deal with hiring, firing. I need your help. Right. Tell yeah. me about a story. So uh, we have a client. We've had them for about uh, a little over a year now. Uh, they had their own uh, benefit plan. They're a smaller company, so they could only get, they could only stay in the small uh, industry of Blue Cross Blue Shield is who they had it with. I'm also with Blue Cross Blue Shield, but because I'm a larger entity and got more belly buttons on my plan, I got into the large market, which has some great financial benefits for us. So the plans are a little more competitive. Hmm. Right. So we were able to take this client on. <clears throat> they wanted our benefits because it's a direct pass-through. Like I mentioned earlier, everything is transparent. You get to see how much we charge as a per-belly button fee. Payroll, workers' comp, benefits are all direct pass-through. So they're riding on my big corporate coattails, enjoying all the great benefits of being a big company without actually having the headcount to support it okay. because they're with us and under our umbrella as one of our clients. So that resulted in an enormous amount of money saved because they've got a lot of employees on these benefits that they're paying an arm and a leg for. Now they're just paying pinky <laughs> because it's much cheaper on our plan. Mm. So taking that into account, taking the workers' comp into account, and then adding in our fee, every year right now they're saving $58,000 positive after I've made money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a big concern for businesses now. I think homeowners too, which we don't have to go down that line, but rising insurance costs oh, is goodness, a yes. its a hot topic. It it's is. everywhere. Yeah, and you have to also think strategically with your benefits too. You have to drive a consumerism mindset or else people possibly overuse the benefits. I'm not saying you overuse the benefits because you don't need them, but if you go for frivolous things because the doctor's like, <coughs> I've got a cough, I better go see the doctor. Mm. No, no, have a cup of hot tea and see if you feel better afterwards. That okay. sort of stuff. So designing the benefits to create those behavior mindsets is good, and that starts with transparency, helping them understand that an MRI here costs different than an MRI there. And that's part of the benefit that we provide as well, because we are the benefits administrator. Those are our employees. We want them to receive the best care at the fairest value, because that's their money too. How do you provide that training? What does that look like for your clients? For our clients, they call into our line, and uh, if it's a benefits question, they'll talk to our benefits rep, or they'll talk to me directly if it's that important. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll guide them through. Um, okay, what does the doctor say? We'll have our HIP, uh, also keep our HIPAA certified for Blue Cross Blue Shield. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll guide them through how to find price uh, transparent pricing. Uh, sometimes it's even just calling the institution saying, hey, I got an MRI, MRI, it's like this side of my body with contrast. How much is that? And oh. they will tell you a range. They say, you know, can you narrow it down? Can you tell me everything you need to know? Mm -hmm. How much are you willing to? So you're an, you're an advocate. I think Most we talked about definitely, yeah. yes. Something in the medical industry right now is a lack of transparency. There are several organizations here in Oklahoma City that are doing a fantastic job of changing that. Hmm. Yeah, they're really trying to say, this is the price. Come one, come all. Oh, how helpful for, I'm thinking it's of disruptive. even like, I bet, yeah. and any kind of innovation is, right? Um, but thinking of just myself and family or different things that we've gone through medically and just feeling like, I have no idea what this is going to look like on the other side. Right. Wouldn't it be better if there was someone that you could call that actually knows a little bit more about that mm -hmm. and they could help either point you in the right direction or borderline do it for you. Yeah. Aside from the procedure, of course. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think I'll stick to maybe the doctor yeah, yeah. for that. But again, that goes back to getting the employees undistracted 
comes back to motivate them on what they should be doing next. Their job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And helping them stay in that strategic mindset because they're not worried about that thing. Worried about, like, oh, i got to find a place to do the MRI. Wait, wait, I'm still starting to take care of that thing. Okay, they already pointed me in the right direction. It's next Tuesday. I better get to work. Hmm. Let's um, talk about culture for a little bit yeah. because we – <laughs> obviously like <laughs> transparency is a big part of your business we've talked we've talked about that sure. um throughout our interview but uh culture your team shows up strong and proud to bbb events and we love that <laughs> so obviously it's important to you that you know you're a part of the community what other aspects what's it like working for upsource upsource is really easy to work for <laughs> <laughs> we are 100 percent virtual okay no brick and mortar and we intend to stay that way that's mm -hmm. the way businesses work and tour Mm -hmm. So our passion and our uh, drive is to help those that need us. So we see a great opportunity with a huge workforce available virtually that has been untapped. I'm looking at people that were in the corporate world that have lots of great HR experience, but for whatever reason are home. Mm -hmm. Either they are deciding to stay home or you know, family started happening and so they need to stay home for the family. Upsource creates enough flexibility to allow someone to still be a full-time family. So you're championing, and correct me if I'm wrong. You're championing um, working moms. Absolutely. Part of it. I'm not. I'm sure that's not the whole thing, but no, it sounds like you are championing. That's what our focus is on. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a huge workforce that is untapped, mm -hmm. and I don't need somebody in an office for 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. I don't have an office for them to be in. So. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, I love that uh, yeah. because I think it truly you are uh, tapping part of our community, these women in particular, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there are other people too, but women in particular, I think in 2020 and really moving forward have struggled with that, trying to find that, you know, I've got two kids at home and daycare costs have gone through oh, the roof and yes. I can't find a job that's flexible enough because, you know, they're still stuck in um, 1950 right. and they or want me or a job that would pay so much that it could cover the cost of the daycare mm -hmm. unless you have a set of skills that demands that price you've got no option mm -hmm. yeah so tell me how that um affects those teammates that you have i mean what is that like for them when they come on board and they're like <laughs> wow i've got flexibility and i can show up to work authentically right. and i can be a part of this community but i can still take care of my family which is so important to me absolutely uh one of our one of our payroll processors lives in New Mexico, okay. in a rural part of New Mexico. So one, it'd be hard to get to a corporate job, and two, they'd be driving all day long and they'd have to leave their family behind. Mm -hmm. Three, um, they had an adult child that needed some medical attention. So mm -hmm. our the job that we have her in allows her to work from home. That adult child is now living with them, receiving the care that they need and the attention that they need with other professionals because the mom is able to keep an eye and an ear open while still doing a relatively easy job. We try to streamline as much as we can to make this job as easy as possible to process payroll. So they're not having to use a ton of mental energy. Mm -hmm. I, we just need some people to move one thing to another spot or to double check numbers or to be there on call when our clients need them. Hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you, there's been, you know, times in my life where I feel for, you know, that person that I couldn't give 110% at work because I've got, 75% focus on things that are going on right. in my personal life. So well, on behalf of them, <laughs> thank you for, I mean, truly, like, thank yeah. you for um, advocating for them and providing them a safe space. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it would be rotten if a mom knew that the kid needed help but 
had to remain at the offense. I call it present P offense, not absentee offense. Present P offense. They're not there, mm-hmm. but they're physically there. Nobody wins. The employee doesn't win, the company doesn't win, and the kid doesn't win either. Mm. So that's a triple lose. I hate triple lose. <laughs> not your thing. I want thing. triple wins. Yeah. I want three people winning. I want the client winning. Mm-hmm. I want the employee winning. And I want the kid winning too because mom's there or dad's mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've been to several HR conferences. I'd be lying if I didn't say that I was the minority in here because it's predominantly women mm-hmm. that find their way into this industry. Oh, I don't know why, but that statistically, that's what it is. Hmm. So when you say working moms, that's a huge workforce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially those that have been in the HR industry. Yeah. So family is really important to you. So that's why I do it. Are they they're your why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are my why. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I've been married for about uh, a little over 17 years now. Yeah. Congratulations. It's a good start. It's a good start. <laughs> yeah. Got three awesome kids, a uh, 10-year-old boy, seven-year-old girl, five-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are tons of energy. I they take it. after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that. So what do you guys do outside of work? What, what do you we like to do? We homeschool. You homeschool? We homeschool, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, we, we do it really uniquely. Everyone's got their own unique little blend. We like mm-hmm. ours. But one thing we really try to do, and I try to encourage this to everybody to outsource if I can, it's not on call, mm-hmm. is to take one day a week and just spend it with your family. So we call that Adventure Friday. Every Friday, we try to push a limit. We try to expose them to something new, like uh, going to the Museum of Osteology here in Oklahoma City. Like, you're never going to do that unless you make a point to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they love going to the zoo. They love the science museum. We've got so many wonderful things to do just in this city alone. But then we'll go out to, like, Jet, Oklahoma, go to the Great Salt Plains and mine uh, some of the salt festivals. If you've never done that, highly recommend it. Just wear sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, or jump off the waterfall zone in Sulphur, Oklahoma. So you do this specifically on Friday. This is your time to go try something Friday. new. Okay. Yeah, but if we're working Friday, then we call it Adventure Saturday. So it's part of your school. It's part of school. Mm-hmm. It's exposing them things to to things they would not otherwise be exposed to. To the world. Yeah, and part of that is culture, too. I mean, like, hit the Philharmonic. You know, go see the ballet. The Nutcracker's coming over here. Mm, yeah. I love that. I got two young girls. You know, they eat it up. Um, ballerina every day. I love the Nutcracker. And yeah, yeah. I don't know if they still do it. They, I think they did pre-pandemic where you get milk and cookies and intermission. Oh, they that's They still legit. do that? I don't know. It's been a while. I've been busy. That was my kids. favorite because then I was like, man, I get to watch ballerinas. I get milk and yeah. cookies. Like nothing better than that. Oh, my seven-year-old's in ballet too, so she loves it. Oh, yeah. 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 Tell me about your um, favorite thing you've done in the past year with your family. Ooh, wow. Uh, <laughs> man, there's a lot. That's good. Yeah. It's good to have too much to choose from. Sometimes it's the most fun things are just like the spur-of-the-moment things. Mm-hmm. Like it's Thursday. We're like, what are we doing for Adventure Friday? We look at the weather. It's going to be flipping hot. Let's make ice cream. So we mm. teach the kids about how ice cream is made, like why you add sugar, what does it do to its, to its viscosity. We get scientific with it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we use everything as a learning opportunity. So, Zach, I want to hear now a success story or maybe a memorable experience where Upsource made a significant impact um, in a business's operation, so a client that you've helped mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, I don't have time to deal with HR and I don't have time to deal with hiring, firing. I need your help. Right. Tell yeah. Me about a story. So uh, we have a client. We've had them for about uh, a little over a year now. Uh, they had their own uh, benefit plan. They're a smaller company, so they could only get they could only stay in the small uh, industry with Blue Cross Blue Shield is who they had it with. I'm also with Blue Cross Blue Shield, but because I'm a larger entity and got more belly buttons on my plan, I fall into the large market, which has some great financial benefits to it. So the plans are a little bit more competitive. 
Right. So we were able to take this client on. <clears throat> they wanted our benefits because it's a direct pass-through. Like I mentioned earlier, everything is transparent. I mean, you get to see how much we charge. It's a per belly button fee. Payroll, workers' comp, benefits are all direct pass-throughs. So they're riding on my big corporate coattails, enjoying all the great benefits of being a big company without actually having the headcount to support it because they're with us and under our umbrella as one of our clients. So that resulted in an enormous amount of money saved because they've got a lot of employees on these benefits that they're paying an arm and a leg for. Now they're just paying a pinky <laughs> because it's much cheaper on our plan. Mm. So taking that into account, taking the workers' comp into the account, and then adding in our fee, every year right now they're saving $68,000. Positive. After I've made money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a big concern for businesses now. I think homeowners too, which we don't have to go down that line, but rising insurance costs. Oh, goodness, a, yes. It's a hot topic. It is. Everywhere. Yeah, and you have to also think strategically with your benefits too. You have to drive a consumerism mindset or else people possibly overuse the benefits. I'm not saying you overuse the benefits if you don't need them. But if you go for frivolous things to the doctor, like <clears throat> I've got a cough, I better go see the doctor. Mm. No, no, have a cup of hot tea and see if you feel better in an hour. That okay. sort of stuff. So designing the benefits to create those behavior mindsets is good. And that starts with transparency, helping them understand that an MRI here costs different than an MRI there. And that's part of the benefit that we provide as well, because we are the benefits administrator. Those are our employees. We want them to receive the best care at the fairest value, because that's their money too. How do you provide that training? What does that look like for your clients? For our clients, they call into our line, and uh, if it's a benefits question, they'll talk to our benefits rep, or they'll talk to me directly if, if it's that important. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll guide them through. Um, okay, what does the doctor say? We'll have a uh, all of our people are HIPAA certified, so that's legal how we do that. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll guide them through how to find price uh, transparent pricing. Uh, sometimes it's even just calling the institution saying, "Hey, I got an MRI. MRI. It's like." this side of my body with contrast, how much is that? And they will tell you a range. They say, no, can you nail it down? Because I'm telling you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. How much are you going to bill me for this? So you're an, you're an advocate. Most definitely, yeah. yes. Something in the medical industry right now is a lack of transparency. There are several organizations here in Oklahoma City that are doing a fantastic job of changing that. Mm. Yeah, they're really trying to say, this is the price. Come one, come all. Oh, how helpful for... I'm thinking it's of disruptive. I bet yeah. like any kind of innovation is, right? Mm -hmm. um, but thinking of just myself and family or different things that we've gone through medically and just feeling like, I have no idea what this is going to look like on the other side. Right. Wouldn't it be better if there was someone that you could call that actually knows a little bit more about that mm -hmm. and that could help either point you in the right direction or borderline do it for you, yeah. aside from the procedure, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I'll stick to maybe the doctor. Yeah, yeah. That. But again, that goes back to getting the employees undistracted and back to motivated on what they should be doing most. Their job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And helping them stay in that strategic mindset because they're not worried about that thing. Worried about like, oh, I got to find a place to do the MRI. Wait, wait. Upsource already took care of that for me. Okay, they already pointed me in the right direction. It's next Tuesday. I better get to work. Let's um, talk about culture for a little bit. Yes. We, I, obviously, like, <laughs> yeah. transparency is a big part of your business. We've talked, we've talked about that sure. um, throughout our interview. But uh, culture, 
your team shows up strong and proud to the youth events, and we love that. So obviously, <laughs> it's important to you that you know you're a part of the community. What other aspects? What's it like working for Upsource? Upsource is really easy to work for. <laughs> <laughs> we are 100% virtual. Okay. We have no brick and mortar, and we intend to stay that way. That's mm-hmm. the way business is working towards. Mm-hmm. So our passion and our uh, drive is to help those that need it. So we see a great opportunity. There's a huge workforce available virtually that has been untapped. I'm looking at people that were in the corporate world that have lots of great HR experience, but for whatever reason, are home. Either they are deciding to stay home or you know, a family started happening and so they need to stay home for the family. Upsource creates enough flexibility to allow someone to still be a full-time parent. So you're championing and Correct me if I'm wrong. You're championing um, working moms. Absolutely. Part of it. I'm not. I'm sure that's not the whole thing, but no, that sounds like you are championing. That's what our focus is on. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a huge workforce that is untapped, mm-hmm. and I don't need somebody in an office for 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I don't have an office for them to be in. So. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, because I think it truly you are tapping part of our community. These women particular yeah i'm sure there are other people too but women in particular i think in 2020 and really moving forward have struggled with that trying Mm -hmm. to find that you know i've got two kids at home and daycare costs have gone oh goodness gracious yes i can't find a job that's flexible enough because you know they're still stuck in 1950 right or a job that would or a job that would pay so much that it could cover the cost of the daycare Mm -hmm. unless you have a set of skills that demands that price You've got no option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me how that um, affects those teammates that you have. I mean, what is mm-hmm. that like for them when they come on board <laughs> and they're like, wow, I've got flexibility and I can show up to work authentically. Right. And I can be a part of this community, but I can still take care of my family, which is so important to me. Absolutely. Uh, one, of the, one of our payroll processors lives in New Mexico, in a rural part of New Mexico. So one, it'd be hard to get to a corporate job. And two, they'd be driving all day long and they'd have to leave their family behind. Mm -hmm. Three, um, they had an adult child that needed some medical attention. So Mm -hmm. the job that we have her in allows her to work from home. That adult child is now living with them, receiving the care that they need and the attention that they need with other professionals because the mom is able to keep an eye and an ear open while still doing a relatively easy job. We try to streamline as much as we can and make this job as easy as possible to process payroll. So they're not having to use a ton of mental energy. Mm-hmm. I, we just need some people to move one thing to another spot or to double check numbers or to be there on call when our clients need them. Hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you, there's been, you know, times in my life where I feel for, you know, that person that I couldn't give 110% at work because I've got 75% focus on things that are going on right. in my personal life. So. Right. It on all... behalf of them, thank you for, I mean, truly, like, thank yeah. you for um, advocating for them and providing them a safe space. That's amazing. Yeah, well, it would be rotten if a mom knew that the kid needed help but had to remain at the office. I call this presenteeism. It's not absenteeism. It's presenteeism. They're not there, mm-hmm. but they're physically there. Nobody wins. The employee doesn't win, the company doesn't win, and the kid doesn't win either. Mm. So that's a triple lose. I hate triple loses. Yeah. <laughs> Not I want name. triple win. Yeah. I want three people winning. I want the client winning. Mm-hmm. I want the employee winning. And I want their kid winning too because mom's there or dad's there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've been to several HR conferences. I'd be lying if I didn't say that I was the minority in those things because it's predominantly women that 
find their way into this industry. Don't know why, but that statistically, that's what it is. So when you say working moms, that's a huge work pool. Yeah. Especially those that have been in the HR industry. Yeah. So families are really important to you. Oh, that's why I do it. Are they they're your why? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. They are my why. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I've been married for about uh, a little over 17 years now. Yeah. Congratulations. It's a good start. It's a good start. <laughs> yeah. Got three awesome kids, a uh, 10-year-old boy, 7-year-old girl, 5-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are tons of energy. Okay. They take after me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that. So what do you guys do outside of work? What, what do you we guys homeschool. Do? You homeschool. We homeschool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we, we do it really uniquely. Everyone's got their own unique little blend. We like mm-hmm. ours. But one thing we really try to do, and I try to encourage this with everybody to upsource that can, that's not on call, mm-hmm. is to take one day a week and just spend it with your family. So we call that Adventure Friday. Every Friday, we try to push a limit. We try to expose them to something new, like uh, going to the Museum of Osteology here in Oklahoma City. Like, you're never going to do that unless you make a point to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they love going to the zoo. They love the Science Museum. We've got so many wonderful things here just in this city alone. But then we'll go out to, like, Jet, Oklahoma, go to the Great Salt Plains and mine uh, some of the salt crystals. If you've never done that, highly recommend it, but wear sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, or jump off the waterfalls down in Sulphur, Oklahoma. So you do this specifically on Friday. This is your time. We to call it Adventure Friday. Okay. Yeah, but if we're working Friday, then we call it Adventure Saturday. So it's part of your school. It's part of school. Mm-hmm. Is exposing them things to to things they would not otherwise be exposed to. To the world. Yeah, and part of that is culture, too. I mean, like, get the Philharmonic. You know, go see the ballet. The Nutcracker's coming every year. Mm, yeah. I love that. I got two young girls. You know, they eat it up. Um, ballerina every day. I love the Nutcracker. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know if they still do it. They, I think they did pre-pandemic, where you get milk and cookies in the intermission. Oh, that's Did legit. I don't know. It's been a while. I've been busy that with the young kids. That was my favorite. Because then I was like, <laughs> yeah, we get to watch ballerinas. We get milk and yeah. cookies. Like, Nothing better than that. Oh, my seven-year-old's in ballet, too, so she loves it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about your um, favorite thing you've done in the past year with your family. Ooh, wow. Um, <laughs> man, there's a lot. That's good. Yeah. It's good to have too much to choose from. Sometimes it's the most fun things. It's just like the spur-of-the-moment thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Thursday. We're like, what are we doing for Adventure Friday? What are we doing for Adventure Friday? It's like, we look at the weather, like, it's going to be flipping hot. Let's make ice cream. So t- we teach the kids about how ice cream is made, like why you add sugar, what does it do to its, to its viscosity. We get scientific with it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we use everything as a learning opportunity. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, so some of the spur of the moment, like why don't we just, why don't we go do that? Like there's a bakery near where I live that um, I've never been to, and I looked online, it's like, they've got donuts. Like, you know what? Adventure Saturday, we're going to get donuts. Yeah, and so everyone got like a really fancy donut. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice. Yeah, and then we just walked around town. It was great. Topped off your weekend. Exactly. Sweet, well, right? it starts off the weekend, too. Yeah. 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 And then you get to head back to work and your kids say, my dad's so fun. My family's so fun. <laughs> we get to do things on yeah. Friday and Saturday. Yeah, we play together. We also work together, too. So we demand that they also work, like okay. physically. So um, how do you tell them about, like, what you do? How do you share that? <laughs> how, how is that part um, of the, it is. When they were really young, I told them that, say, uh, I give people their allowance, more or less. Okay. It's just something that they understand that they can say, okay, just on a grander scale. Okay. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I try to explain what I do, and they're like, yeah, they even realize it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> they even pick up like, Dad, that's kind of dull, man. So let's say people want to connect with you online. Sure. How do people find you? Upsourcepedio.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are, you on, are you on social? We're on social, yes. Uh, Upsourcepedio. We're on Instagram predominantly. Pretty easy, And peasy. LinkedIn, too. 
Okay. Yeah. And if um, a business is interested in learning more about what you do and maybe mm-hmm. how they can serve you, do you have like a form fill on your website sure that do. they can yeah. form check fill on the out? Website. Yeah. Could ask just a, a couple questions and then yeah. we don't we don't email bot them or whatever. We just say hey, we're here, ready to connect. Great. And they can see you at future events. I'm not promising that you'll be there, but like you do attend several events. So if you're interested in meeting Zach, he might be at a fu- future one. Yeah, I like to be social. I'm not. I'm, I'm gregarious like that. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, I had so much fun today. Me too. I always like hanging out with you. Thank you, <laughs> um, everyone, for tuning in to the Build with BBB podcast. You can stream it on YouTube podcasts, Spotify, and of course, you can find it on the at BBB. So-